Welcome to the Watermark Church Podcast for 2 Corinthians. I'm Benji Zimmerman, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I'll be reading from 2 Corinthians 7, verses 11 through 16. However, before I begin, I'd like to take a moment to pray. Dear God, I just ask that you'd use this time and the words of the Apostle Paul to speak to us. May our hearts and our minds be open to whatever you are trying to teach us. May your truth speak loudly to our hearts. Amen. Well, let's get into the passage. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 11 through 16. Just see what this godly sorrow produced in you, such earnestness, such concern to clear yourselves, such indignation, such alarm, such longing to see me, such zeal, and such a readiness to punish wrong. You showed that you have done everything necessary to make things right. My purpose, then, was not to write about who did the wrong or who was wronged. I wrote to you so that in the sight of God you could see for yourselves how loyal you are to us. We have been greatly encouraged by this. In addition to our own encouragement, we are especially delighted to see how happy Titus was about the way all of you welcomed him and set his mind at ease. I had told him how proud I was of you, and you didn't disappoint me. I have always told you the truth, and now my boasting to Titus has also proved true. Now he cares for you more than ever when he remembers the way all of you obeyed him and welcomed him with such fear and deep respect. I am very happy now because I have complete confidence in you. Amen. Since we picked up this passage in the middle of chapter 7, we have to um, keep in mind what we read and heard in the context of the verses that precede this passage. So jumping back a little bit to chapter 7, verse 9, Paul talks about pain and sorrow that caused the church to repent and change their ways. So this sorrow that the Corinthians experienced, which led to this change, is where we pick up the passage in verse 11, where Paul exclaims, see what godly sorrow produced in you. Paul then lists these qualities that were reported to him by Titus, um, earnestness, zeal, indignation, longing, etc. Now, these are not qualities, you know, could be read in the context of these being qualities that are put out into the community, but rather, um, you know, these are things that they're taking ownership. You know, like I hear the word zeal and I often think of like religious zealot. Um, pushing their religions on other people. That's not what this is. This is um, because of sorrow and repentance. The church has um, a readiness to change their lives, a fervor, you know, to follow Jesus, a zeal uh, to make their lives better. You know, they want to be with Paul and learn from him. So, um, you know, in that context, um, if you're anything like me, you've had your share of trouble and heartache in life. There are just so many ups and downs as we travel this road. Um, and for me, having formerly been a missions uh, director doing projects overseas, I've seen my fair share of heartache. But I've also experienced my own self-inflicted pain from broken relationships to addictions to financial struggles. I've caused so many painful moments. And personally, I have lots of empathy for people that have hurt in their lives that have suffered. Um, but I tend to have more sorrow and regret from the things I've done to myself and those around me. And it's in that sorrow that ultimately led me to a place where my life was prompted to change, where God met me in rock bottom, if you will. 
And I think that's why I personally can relate to this letter from Paul to the church, because there is struggle, there's pain, and ultimately there is sorrow that leads them to repentance and life change. And I love that Paul is not trying to point out who is right or wrong, but he's trying to point to Jesus saying, look, this is what he's done for me. He wants to do the same for you. You can do this. So for me, the last verse in the chapter really hits me. Verse 16 says, I am very happy now because I have complete confidence in you. And as we've studied 2 Corinthians and we've learned the context of the letters and the passages, um, the conflicts between the church and Paul and things going on within the church, as well as learning about Paul's heart and motivation, we kind of finally come to this conclusion, this aha moment where Paul says he is very happy because he has complete confidence in the church. So if I was to take what we've read and heard, this is kind of what I hear Paul saying. And Paul kind of, I would, I would hear him saying it this way. Yes, yes, yes. Titus just told me how things are going over there. Yes, you guys finally get it. You understand that in your sorrow, you can turn to God. And when you do, oh man, everything changes. You'll want to root out all that junk in your lives. You'll want to help each other more. You will want to do everything you can to live for Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. This is amazing. Oh, the relief. This was, oh man, this was never about me. It was about you. I knew you could do this. Titus and I are so happy right now. Now, can you just picture that for a moment? Paul and Titus celebrating the change and transformation that is happening Paul and Titus over in Macedonia, fist bumping, side hugging, doing the gritty, whatever it is, the joy they feel to see that conflict come to an end, not only an end, but a positive one. I know when I see someone struggling in life or on social media, I want to do everything I can to help them succeed. I never want to see people struggle, but sometimes it's just inevitable that we can't help fix a problem or a person. But man... That feeling when you see a friend or family member round a corner and accomplish something or overcome a struggle or repent and change their ways, the joy that can be experienced in that moment is just beautiful. So I, yeah, I can understand and relate to why Paul has confidence in the church again after that sort of turn from conflict, struggle, and pain to one of sorrow and repentance that transformation that is available through God is just incredible. Maybe you can relate to Paul. Someone close to you is struggling and on the verge of change. I would encourage you to be their champion. Be the one that points them to Jesus. Maybe you can relate to the Corinthian church member. You've been through struggles. You've been through conflict. You've been through pain. And it led you to sorrow, repentance, and life change. I would encourage you to continue to take ownership of your life, take stock of what needs to change, and then go make those changes. And maybe you're an outsider to this story, just looking in. Maybe you're in the middle of the struggle to overcome conflict. I would encourage you to keep moving forward towards God because He is moving towards you. Let's close in prayer. God, may you meet us in our sorrow. May we find you in our struggles. May we overcome them with your help and find a path forward in which we take great delight in what you've done in our lives and the lives around us. God, 
Give us the ability to point others to you and celebrate with others when they find you in the struggle. God, may you use the words of the Apostle Paul to speak to our lives and change our hearts. Amen.